Welcome to episode 105 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I want to take away ambiguity and anxiety from figuring out how many calories you should be eating to lose weight. I know it can feel really overwhelming. There's so many different calculators out there and formulas out there, and people get different numbers for the same person using different calculators. And then you're left with feeling like, I don't know what to do. So we're going to clear that up for you today. By the end of this episode, you're going to know how to figure out your calorie target and feel really confident in those numbers. Let's go. today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that causes a lot of anxiety for people, and that is figuring out how many calories you should be eating to lose weight. Plenty of people are ready to track calories. They want to do it, but they get really thrown by finding their number. So let's talk about it. I really, that's my goal today is for you to leave this feeling confident in the numbers that you have chosen. And I hope that by hearing this one first thing, that's going to do a lot to just make you go like, ah. I feel better. There is not one perfect number you need to find. In fact, it's going to be impossible for anybody to tell you, here's your exact number. What we're looking for is a good starting point. Every formula you use anyway. So if you do an online calculator, those are based in um, these mathematical formulas or whether you use one of those mathematical formulas. So if you use um, the Harris Benedict or the Mifflin St. George or the catch McArdle, if you actually try and use one of those, or you use one of the online calculators based on one of those, if you use MyFitnessPal, none of these are going to give you the exact perfect number. They're all giving you estimates to start from. And then you will figure out based on your results, what is happening. Okay. So you'll see like, when I stay with this number, what happens? Do I gain weight? Do I maintain weight? Do I lose weight? Am I losing weight really, really fast and I'm starving? Do I lose weight really, really slowly and this is too slow for me? All of that is going to be information feedback for you to then make adjustments. What we want you to do is get to a place where you're losing at a nice steady rate. You're not overly hungry. It's not dragging on too long. Um, a good rate of progress is anywhere between half a pound to two pounds per week. So when you get somewhere in there, you know you have found your sweet spot. And again, you can adjust if you're too hungry or if it's moving too slow, you can adjust up a little or down a little. Okay, so let's talk about some of these formulas. By the way, I have some notes here to help me because there was a lot I wanted to say and I didn't want to, to miss things. So those of you watching, you're gonna see me referring to my notes here. Um, so that was the first point I wanna make to you is that these calculators are all giving you just estimates. There's no one right magic number. Then the calorie target you get to using these formulas is going to be influenced by a number of factors that you input. And I want you to really pay attention to these and don't pick willy-nilly. You don't need to stress about these things, but I want you to give it a bit of thought. So let's go with my fitness pal, for example. I um, I messed around with this morning. I know a lot of people try and set their calories using that. By the way, my number one piece of advice with that is don't. Don't use my fitness pal to set your calorie target. They weigh undershoot and they give you opportunity to weigh undershoot. Um, and we don't want you doing that. We want you to lose weight on as many calories as possible, not as few calories as possible. So don't use my fitness pal, but I'm gonna use it to illustrate to you that the difference it can make what you input. So this morning, I went and input um, my current weight, my target weight. And then 
depending on what I put as far as activity level, whether I put sedentary, very light, light activity or, or active, I can't remember their exact categories. It's something along those lines. The, um, how much many calories they gave me varied wildly as did, and it should vary. Like that should vary. It would be weird if like a very active person and a sedentary person got the same number of calories, that would be incorrect. Um, and that, that is my point too. We need to have you give some thought to which one of those you're selecting. And we're going to talk a little bit more later about how to do that. And then the other thing is the rate at which you choose to lose weight is going to impact your total number of calories that you get. And if you go on my fitness pal and you tell them you want to lose two pounds a week, they're going to give you an insanely low number. In fact, if you tell them you want to lose even one and a half pounds or one pound, the numbers are pretty low on my fitness pal. Here's an example. I put in my weight. When I put in that I wanted to lose one and a half pounds per week, it gave me magic number, ladies, 1200, gave me 1200. That's a ridiculously low number. You do not, most like most people, most of the time do not need to be eating 1200. I'm not saying it's never appropriate, but it's rarely appropriate. So that's when I put in one and a half pounds. When I said that I wanted to lose one pound a week, it actually, it actually only gave me another 70 calories. It gave me 1270. When I put in that I was good with a half a pound per week weight loss, it bumped me up to 1530, which is a much more reasonable uh, um, amount of calories. That's not too far off from what I'm actually losing at. I'm losing it a little bit higher than that, maybe like a hundred calories more. So you can see the big difference at place. So you might be like, well, great. I'm putting two pounds in and then I'm going to lose weight faster. That often backfires because getting calories that low means it's very hard to sustain. And you actually end up eating a little bit more, sometimes a lot more, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between, okay, I'm hitting that low number and now I'm way up here and then I'm hitting that low number. It is way better to actually pick a sustainable number, that half pound per week, up to pound per week. You know, you can definitely do more if you have more weight to lose. Okay, so it's important to pay attention to those factors. What is your activity level and how? what is the rate of progress that you are comfortable losing at? All right. You're going to hear my page turn here as I flip my notes around. The other point I want to make is if you're using a calorie calculating formula that asks you for your body fat percentage, that is something I would actually suggest you not do because most people aren't actually really good at figuring out what their body fat percentage is. Like you need a pretty trained eye to like look at those pictures. They'll give you pictures of people and like to figure out like, and I've looked at a lot of them now and so I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I don't even know if I'm that great at it. Um, I'm pretty good at it, but you likely do not have a lot of experience picking out body fat percentages. So let's not have you use a formula that you have to input your body fat percentage because you could be wildly off either too high, too low. All right. So there's a lot of what not to do. So what should you do? How can you figure out your calories? We know you're not going to use my fitness pal. You're not going to use it one that requires body fat percentage. We know you're not going to try and eat as few calories as possible. I'm going to give you two really solid options about how to figure out your total calories. All right. The first one, you're going to spend a chunk of time, three to four weeks, tracking your current calories. You're going to track what you eat. So you're going to get an app like my fitness pal or lose it again. And you're going to have to let them set your calories. You can put whatever you want in. just ignore the calories they suggest based on your information. Don't let that skew what you're doing. What I want you to do is eat as per normal and work out as per normal and move as per normal. However, you usually live your life. Don't do this at a time where you're going on vacation and you're not usually hiking, but now you're hiking, right? 
normal everyday life, three to four weeks, eat usually, move usually. Take that now. Okay. And then at the same time, same time you're doing that, I want you to weigh every day, input your weight into an app like Weight Gurus. Weight Guru shows you your trend line. Then at the end of that three to four week period, what you're going to do with all this information, you're going to find your daily calorie average. So you're going to take all of those daily entries you got for how many calories you ate per day. You'll add them all up. Do the math on this a couple of times, guys. <laughs> do it a couple of times to make sure you get the right number. Add them all up and divide it by the number of entries you have, okay? That's the step one. That's going to tell you your daily calorie average. Then you're going to look at your trend line. What does it look like? If it's tending, trending down, that means you're in a deficit. If it's trending straight across, it means you're eating at maintenance calories. If it's trending up, it means you're eating in a surplus. Then we're going to use that information. If your goal is weight loss, we need you to be in a calorie deficit for most goals, most of the time. Some people, if you are lean, trying to get leaner, it's so-called skinny fat. And we can pop in here um, either in the show notes, if you're listening to the podcast or here on YouTube, and we can put in, um, I don't know where we'll put it. We'll put it somewhere. My, my video, editor will put it somewhere so you can find my episode. I have an episode called skinny fat and what to do about it. You're going to eat at maintenance calories in that. That's if you have like the last few pounds to lose. But for most people, we want you to eat in a calorie deficit to lose fat. Okay. So now you're going to take that number. So let's say that you found that you're eating at maintenance calories. How do you then figure out your deficit calories from then? You're going to take that number. Let's say, for example, you're eating at maintenance and it's 2000 calories. I picked a random number. Okay. It's an easy mathematical number for me to work with. You're going to reduce that number by 10 to 20%. So that would be 200 to 400 calories in this, in this case. And that will be your starting deficit calories. So 10 to 20% off of 2000, that's going to give you 1600 to 1800 calories for your deficit. If you want to um, be a little more conservative, you'd go up towards the 1800. If you want to be, um, you know, a little faster with your deficit, you'd be at the 1600. So somewhere in there would be your deficit. If you have a lot of weight to lose, if you have a hundred pounds to lose, if you have a very high body fat percentage, you can actually take that number up. You could do up to 30% of a deficit. If you have a lot of weight to lose, don't try and do that. If you have you know a moderate amount of weight to lose or a little bit of weight to lose. And that will be your starting point for your deficit with this method. You with me so far? All right, let me double check, make sure I didn't miss anything as far as that. Nope, I think I got it all. All right, here's method number two. This is totally separate. This is either you'll do what I just said, or you'll do this. You don't do, do both of them, okay? This is another way to do it. You're going to use an easy formula that I give you, okay? This formula, I will tell you when I use some of the more complicated formulas. So I use Catch McArdle when I figure out my client's calories. When I do that, it matches up very well with the formulas that I'm about to give you. So know that these do work. I have read about how these formulas came to be. I, I can't explain it to you all right here. There's no, just know that these formulas work just as well as the Cash McArdle, okay? If you're wondering like, where do you get these multipliers, 12 and 10? Um, I learned this from my coach and I know he learned it from Lyle McDonald. And I can't remember the name of Lyle's website anymore, but this is where these, these multipliers come from. And they match up very well if you use the Catch McArdle formula, which you don't have to do all that. Because again, you're going to have to know your body fat percentage to use that one and know that these work out well. 
So here is the formula, and I'm going to give you two formulas based on this method. The first one is going to be appropriate if you have a smaller amount of weight to lose. If you're looking to lose 10, 15, 20, 25, even 30 pounds, there's some overlap here. You could use 30 pounds with the second formula too. So if you're looking in that like 10, 25, 30 pound mark, use this formula, okay? It is your body weight, your current body weight in pounds. If you measure in kilograms, you're going to transfer that to pounds first for that to work this to work, or you're going to get a ridiculous number. Okay. So your body weight in pounds, and you're going to multiply it by 10, 11, or 12. And we're going to talk in a minute how to pick those. All right. That's formula one. Formula two, it's going to have those same multipliers, 10, 11, or 12, but you're going to use a goal body weight. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So the second formula is appropriate for you if you have 30, 35 plus pounds. So if you want to lose 50 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever it is, anywhere. And again, that 30-ish kind of is kind of could go either way with these formulas all the way up. To find your goal weight, I don't mean your end goal weight necessarily. It could be your end goal weight if you have 30 pounds to lose. If you have 90 pounds to lose, 100 pounds to lose, you don't want to pick your end goal weight because it's going to be too restrictive as far as calories. So if you currently weigh 250 pounds and you want to weigh 150 pounds and you use 150 as your multiplier, the calories are going to be really low. Will you lose weight fast? at first, but it's going to be hard to stick to. I'd way rather have you shoot a little higher and lose weight at a rate that you're going to be able to sustain. Okay. So goal body weight, pick a number that is, you know, 20, 30, 40, up to 50 pounds less than where you're at right now. Um, and again, the more weight you have to lose, the, uh, the lower, the, the bigger the number you could choose. So, you know, if you're 300 pounds, you could choose something a little more aggressive. You could choose 200 pounds. Um, but if you're 200 pounds, don't go choosing, you know, 125. It's going to be too few calories. All right. So are you getting that point? The more you have to lose, the more aggressive you can be with your deficit. So those are the two formulas, either current body weight or goal body weight times 10, 11, or 12. Those are your activity factors. 10 is if you're more sedentary. 12 is if you're quite active and 11 is in the middle. I want you to base these numbers largely on what you do in daily life. It's not necessarily, oh, I go to the gym four times a week, therefore I'm active. That is a piece of the puzzle. What is a bigger piece is how you're moving in daily life. We have way more ability to adjust, to um, impact our total daily movement outside of the gym because there's just not as many hours inside the gym. So if you have a very active job, even if you don't work out, you might be at a 12, whereas someone who has very sedentary lifestyle, even if they go to the gym three times a week, might have a lower activity factor. So really factor in how active are you are on a daily basis. If you're tracking your steps, you will understand. I mean, if you're up at 8,000 steps, even 7,500 steps, that's pretty active. Plus, if you're down at, you know, 3,000, 4,000 steps, that is very lightly active. And if you're not moving much at all, and I have had clients come to me, they're like, I don't really move. Like I sit at my desk, then I sit on my couch, I sit in my car, like I walk in and out of the store and that's about it. Then you'll be more sedentary and that would be a 10. So that is how you're going to pick these numbers. I'll give you an example here. Um, 
So let's say you're 150 pounds and you're sedentary. That'd be 150 times 10. So that'd be 1500. Okay. Um, if you were more active and you did 150 times 12, that would be 1800 calories. If you were somewhere in the middle, it could be 1650. Okay. With that 11. Now, I will tell you, I don't ever give my clients a single number. I don't ever just say your calories are 1800 or your calories are 1650. I give them a range. We want you to one, not feel super obsessive about this. Like I don't want you to have to nail on the head, the single number until we want you to build feelings of competence and success. And it's really hard to hit that number or people are like really cutting it short so they don't go over. And so we fix that and really help with this mental piece of the puzzle by giving you a calorie range. And so what I typically do is go about 50 calories under and 50 calories over, and then they're shooting around that target. So if you come up with 1800, you would shoot for 1750 to 1850. That gives yourself that nice padding. And then when I talk about how we adjust based on results, the first place I would look, so if, if the tal calorie target you give yourself is 1750 to 1850 because you got 1800 and weight loss is happening, but it's a little slow. The first thing I would do is move that number down a little bit. You could just move it a little bit instead of going up to 1850. Maybe you could say like, all right, you know what? I'm actually going to go 1750 to 1800 and hit there for a while. And, and that even that 50 calories can be enough to move weight loss to the speed that you would like it to be little adjustments work, you know, and that brings um, to mind the question, how often should we be adjusting these numbers? You don't need to adjust your numbers just willy nilly. It's not like after X number of weeks, I need to adjust my numbers. If you've worked with a coach and they're giving you different, you know, macro calorie numbers frequently, you know, several times a, a month or even in a couple of month period, there's just no need for that. Really, we adjust in a couple of situations. We adjust if you're ready for a maintenance break. So if you've been at it for a while, if you've been at it for 12 weeks or so, and you're just feeling like either physically or mentally burnt out from it, um, if you're going on a trip, if you just want a break from it, we adjust your calories up to maintenance for that. Um, the other time we adjust is if the calories are no longer working and you've been highly adherent. So if you've been highly adherent to your plan, you've stuck with those calories for at least 30 days and you're seeing zero, uh, zero movement on the scale, zero movement on inches, on the fit of your clothes and in pictures. If you're seeing movement in any one of those, you can keep your calories where they are. But if you're seeing zero movement in any of those with a high degree of adherence, okay, even on weekends and in nights, that would be a time we would shift you down. And again, it could be a little bit, we're talking, it could be 500, 500, not 500, 50 to hundred calories down. That's a time that we would adjust your calories. Um, there's not needs for big swings and, and multiple adjustments. All right. Let me think if I've missed anything else. I think I've gotten it all. So I hope that this has helped you. I don't want you to feel um, anxiety around this. I want you to feel confident in these numbers. Know that if you are adherent to any calorie number for a good chunk of time, it's going to give you the information you need to adjust. So be adherent to the number you select based on the formulas I gave you today. Pick one of those be adherent to it for a month and see what happens. And then you'll know, do I adjust up? Do I adjust down? Did I pick exactly in the right spot and I'm losing at a good clip? 
It's just that easy. I know it feels like it can be overwhelming, but it's actually quite simple. It's not easy to do in practice as far as adhering to it, but figuring out the number does not have to be overwhelming. All right. Thanks so much for being here today. I will catch you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. It really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.